0: Hey, Justin. Nice to see you. My name's Angela, and I'm up here in northern Minnesota on my farm. I'm the co-founder of the 40 Acre Cooperative. Uh, we're an agricultural cooperative that was founded about three years ago to address the inequities specifically with farmers of color, Black indigenous farmers and other farmers of color who haven't had access to the food system in the, in the marketplace. And so I have a pretty long and deep cooperative background in general, just from my membership and on um, and, uh, and boards and committees of various co-ops around here in Minnesota. And so uh, one of the things that the co-ops here in Minnesota lacked severely was diversity and leadership. And so, um, and speci- specifically farmers uh, in the state of Minnesota are really underrepresented in our community. So I decided that an agricultural cooperative was going to be the best way to meet the needs of our farming communities We have about 35 members now, active farm businesses in our co-op and about, you know, we have a waiting list of about 300, but that's because we're a national cooperative and we've really been sort of leading the charge in this conversation around the USDA's treatment of farmers of color within the food system and and how that makes our food system weaker. Um, And so comes a little bit informed from my background in food security in the inner city when I lived in the inner city about 25 years ago. So when uh, Ari and Jordan uh, suggested Conscious Alliance and I looked you guys up and we talked about it. I was just so excited because it reminded me of that of that spirit that really started all of my work. That was the reason why I'm kind of probably even where I am right now because that very early on the boots on the ground training of just dealing with food security and so I'm so excited. Justin, I'd love for you to kind of just dive in a little bit and uh, tell us a little bit about uh,
1: Conscious Alliance.
2: Conscious Alliance was founded in March of 2002. We're celebrating our 20th anniversary this year. We are a movement of artists, musicians, food makers, and music lovers on a mission to end hunger in vulnerable communities nationwide.
3: Nice. No, that's awesome. And congratulations on your uh, 20th year anniversary. That's a big deal. And I'm sure that was definitely uh, no easy feat, especially with uh, COVID over the last few years Um, With no live events going on, or virtually no live events. Um, But with that, I was just curious, how did uh, Conscious Alliance come about? What was the first food drive that you guys did?
2: Absolutely. The first uh, food drive that we ever did was with the string cheese incident in 2002 at the Fillmore Auditorium. Our founders, uh, Justin and Evan Baker, had an idea of hosting a food drive at a concert, engaging young people in the fight against hunger by offering a poster. So um, we teamed up with the artist, Michael Everett, to create a poster. We went to Kinko's at the time and printed (laughs) that poster. Yeah, and uh, we showed up at the concert and folks who brought uh, 10 cans of food or a monetary donation uh, got our Michael Everett string cheese incident poster. And that first food drive brought in 4,000 pounds of food we realized that, we had something going
3: that's awesome with um with that event did you actually uh link up with the string cheese incident for it or did you guys kind of just do it grassroots and set up at the string cheese show <laughs>
2: I'm going to say both. Um, It was a grassroots idea. Um, Justin Baker was interning with the String Cheese Incident and Madison House at the time. Their management company Um, pitched the idea after doing years and years of uh, Food Not Bombs and other uh, food related work um, in his hometown of Hartford, Connecticut, as well as in Boulder while he was a student. Um, came up with this idea. And like I said, that first food drive, 4,000 pounds of food, we realized we had uh, an opportunity here.
3: No, that's really cool. And um, we love Madison House and String Cheese Incident. Um, definitely done a lot of uh, food donations with both of them, especially with Electric Forest. So um, uh, big shout out to those guys. They're great at Uh, What they do, and like you were saying, been really instrumental in helping uh, donate food across the country. Um, So, no, definitely uh, love working with those guys. And Justin, how did you yourself end up starting to work with Conscious Lions?
2: I um, grew up outside of Chicago, and um, I was working with my guidance counselor, who um, really was a, a pivotal person in my life to help me get through school. Um, I struggle very much with dyslexia and, um, was having a really hard time in school. Uh, went through a lot of surgeries in my life and, uh, I spent a lot of time with him and we would just talk about life. We would talk about, um, books we were reading or I was listening to at the time. And, um, every once in a while he would turn to me and he would say, you get it. And I, I really didn't know what that meant. I didn't, I didn't know what I was getting. <laughs> and, uh, when I was in high school, he transferred to the high school and together we started a program called, uh, the brothers keepers program. We brought at risk to students from the Chicago area to Crow Creek reservation in South Dakota. Um, I didn't know that I was one of those at risk kids and I didn't know what I was at risk of, <laughs> but, um, uh, that was, uh, Super pivotal point in my life. I I graduated high school, um, flew out to Colorado to go see the strong cheese incident and met the Baker brothers um, outside of that show, collecting food, and uh, joined the organization in 2004, uh, two years after its founding.
3: Oh, wow. That's really awesome. So you've been there pretty much from its inception.
2: Pretty close. 18 years now.
3: That's awesome. Congratulations. That too is no easy feat. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, And so I I guess that uh, brings me to my next question. As you guys progressed, um, I know that you guys started getting involved with more natural foods brands and into the natural foods industry. And I believe Justin's Nut Butter and Justin Gold was kind of your first relationship. Um, Could you kind of just go into how that came about?
2: Absolutely. So that first food drive um, at the Fillmore Auditorium, the food collected benefited Pine Ridge Reservation. Um, Pine Ridge is six hours away from our home here in Colorado. It is the most economically isolated community in the country. Pine Ridge is roughly the same size as the state of Connecticut and home to 40,000 Oglala Lakota Um but the reservation only has one full service grocery store. So that was where Conscious Alliance began. It's the first place we ever donated food. And it's it's the heart of our founding story and a community that we hold very close uh, 20 years later. So we met Justin Gold um, through a board member, Lance Gentry, who um, had previously worked with Izzy, um, Went to Justin's as their um, head of marketing, VP of marketing, and Lance joined our board of directors. He he found a lot of value in the work we were doing on Pine Ridge, and so we met Justin uh, Gold, and him and his team were sitting around a picnic table talking about nonprofits that they could support as a company. Um, As they grew, they were small at the time. As I mentioned, they didn't have product to donate. They didn't really have money to donate, but they had time. And um, we're really lucky. They chose Conscious Alliance because of our work on Pine Ridge and took the time to uh, load up in a car with us and travel to Pine Ridge to learn firsthand about our work. And uh, yeah, that was really the door opening into the natural products industry for conscious alliance
3: uh the work that you guys have done at pine ridge is really awesome and um super cool to see what you guys have been able to do not only through you know the the donations through um product and time like you were saying but also then the lunch program that you guys started is really really cool um and that's awesome to see uh ari and i definitely had the experience to go up to pine ridge firsthand and saw exactly what you're talking about and describing and to call it a food desert is an understatement um the fact that you can't ship anything to these places essentially because UPS and FedEx doesn't even recognize it as an address makes it remarkable. Um, so even when you try and, you know, send them, uh, food products, that's, you know, you get hindrance because Amazon doesn't even recognize the address. So, um, what you guys are doing there and even just bringing it to the surface is huge. So thank you so much for that.
2: Thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, like I said, it's really important to us and, and, um, we always want to go the extra mile, right?
3: Absolutely. And so with working with Justin, is that how you guys got connected with Whole Foods or how did that come
0: about?
2: It was really serendipitous. Um, We were working with Justin's and a board member knew the head of a private label at Whole Foods. They had just acquired uh, Wild Oats, and chose us as the national charity to receive a million dollars worth of private label food. So we went from a couple of young folks working to collect food to how do we distribute this? (laughs) And at that time, we were able to rent a warehouse, a massive warehouse, um, for a dollar a month to uh, bring that product in. And we really as always with Conscious Alliance, leveraging the position of our community so that together uh, we can do greater good. Um, We pulled in a board member uh, who owns a company called Container Buyers, um, which that was the first barrel we ever collected food in. And we leveraged his uh, relationships within trucking and logistics to make it all possible.
3: Very cool. So sorry, take a step back. How are you able to rent a warehouse for a dollar a month?
2: <laughs> You're two thousand eight. <laughs> that, two thousand eight in two thousand eight <laughs> in uh, Gun Barrel, Colorado. Uh, it it, uh, it was a gift, you know, and it. I don't take any of that for granted, right? People, companies, individuals, everything shows up as it's. Uh, as it's meant to when when you're doing the work and there are roadblocks, but there are these really special moments like I talk about my guidance counselor and being able to rent a warehouse and meeting Justin Gold and the string cheese incident, right? It all comes together as it should.
3: Absolutely. And it sounds like that kind of happened with your distribution partner as well. Um, Was that more in the early days or did that come about, you know, just out of necessity?
2: So with Container Buyers, um, his, his barrels, uh, Mike Bank, his his barrels were the first uh, barrels we ever used to collect food. So he's been involved in Conscious Alliance since day one. And as we had this opportunity, he really stepped up with his team and his staff staff to help us execute.
3: That's awesome. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, I was actually really interested in a lot of the natural foods connections that... Conscious Alliance has. That's one of my favorite um, aspects of food equity.
2: So we were working with uh, Justin and the Justin's Nut Butter folks at the time. We got introduced to Neil Grimmer, who was the CEO of Plum Organics. And they chose us as one of their three partners as they were launching their give back program. And so Neil and his team flew out to uh, Colorado, drove to Pine Ridge Reservation with us and we were actually installing um, and working on our first uh, garden up on the reservation that we had installed a few years ago and we were going back to do uh, the seasonal replanting and through that experience I think a light bulb went off for Neil and I watched uh, this inspirational human pick up his phone, and just start making calls. And uh, I get emotional because I think this goes to we all have a little time to give. um, And if we take those moments and be intentional in it, uh, we can make a big difference. And Neil, within 30 minutes, um, had called much of the B Corp community. Um, including Jeff Church at Suja Juice and said, Jeff, I found your next nonprofit for your uh, Suja flavor at Whole Foods Nationwide. It's Conscious Alliance, no question, done deal. And um, we got our own Suja flavor, our logo, our mission, um, putting our brand again in front of uh, new folks. And we came up with this idea to, uh, launch the nation's first all natural and organic backpack program on Pine Ridge reservation. We had three brands on board with Conscious Alliance, generally speaking. <laughs> and, um, you know, Suja was our funding partner while Plum and Justin's were our product partners. And we leveraged the support of Plum Organics, uh, media team and PR team. We brought in uh, Sylvia Taz, a fresh ideas group. We didn't have a PR agent. We didn't have somebody on top of storytelling for us, but uh, we had brought Sylvia's daughter to Pine Ridge years before, and she had a transformational experience working with us. And so I called the one person in PR I knew, and I said, We have something to do here. So we walked into Natural Products Expo West with the support of New Hope, Justin's, Plum, and Suja. And the first day on the floor, launched the program um, and walked around and talked to brands. And we walked around with folks from Justin's, Plum, and Suja. By the time we left, we had Kind Bar and Angie's Boom Chicka Pop Organic Valley, and, and many more. And so we were able to, in that moment, Boots on the Ground uh, launched the nation's first all-natural and organic backpack program for students on Pine Ridge.
0: That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a, that sounds like it a lot of, took a lot of work and a lot of dedication, but it's totally worth it because that's a kind of groundbreaking type of work. So, Wow. And now your team seems to have kind of expanded beyond food. Is that right? Like, uh, are you going into other consumer brands like uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, Columbia, and those kinds of things? How how did you decide to kind of branch out? Is this kind of meeting more need? Are you, or are you, is this in response to what the community has been asking for?
2: Truly since day one, um, we've had individuals, uh, donating, um, clothes and, uh, kids goods and toys and, and things like that. Um, but what we've realized over the years as we've grown, and again, this is, it doesn't go over my head that we started with one brand and then three, by the time we left Expo, we were at 10 and Now we're working with over 65 leading brands to make sure that uh, kiddos and families have nourishment nationwide on Pine Ridge. We now work with all 15 schools on the reservation. And, you know, it it came from we're working so deeply in these communities, uh, we know what the need is because... Uh, We're working with schools, we're working with community leaders, we're working with folks um, that I call our hunger heroes, right? Folks working day in and day out in their community to meet the need. And when we pay attention and we leverage what we're good at, we're good at going into brands warehouses, grabbing product that is um, close to expiration. Maybe it's a rebranded product. It's an unsellable product. So we took all that touring and logistics experience that we had from going on the road with uh, bands to stop food waste and uh, help make sure we got it to kiddos and families in need. And so for us, going back to the other uh, consumer goods, it really came down to, well, if we're moving trucks and we know who needs it, Let's team up with folks like Mountain Hardware, Columbia, Prana, and and many others to move um, great product by the pallet to these schools, to these community leaders, to uh, the communities that we're already working with. So that's where it really expanded again from maybe boxes of clothes to the opportunity to move semi loads of. Um, food, or we teamed up with UB to provide new uh, school supplies for every kiddo on Pine Ridge a few years ago. So it's it's really the same mechanism, right? We're, we're good at logistics, we're good at the brand relationship, and we know uh, from listening, from paying attention, and working directly with the community leaders what's needed. So uh, it's a natural... Uh, entry point into the organization to be able to provide that service as well. Yeah. And
3: I will say your guys' logistics is phenomenal. You know, when we've uh, uh, reached out to you for donations, you're like, cool, we'll be over this afternoon with our truck. And so, I mean, wow. it's remarkable how quickly you guys come to, to get that food out there or to get picked up and out to the population. So um, definitely commend you for that.
2: Thank you. We look at it as a real partnership. And if you're calling us, it's um, because you have the product. Our goal is to get it to folks as quick as possible and also get it out of your warehouses so that you can bring in new product and continue on uh, with what you're really good at. So for us, it's a real team effort. Definitely,
1: That's awesome. You guys have also done, you know, uh, such a good job at kind of providing really healthy food and, you know, natural food as well. I want to commend you guys for, you know, cause I, I imagine it'd be a lot easier just to go to whatever company and say, Hey, do you guys got stuff near expiration, but you don't just give people whatever food, like you're, you're pretty, you know, you have guidelines that you stick to. And, um, it, could you address that a little bit?
2: Yeah. Since day one, we've always had the approach, um, from, our food drives, uh, where we have, since the first one, requested um, high-protein, low-sodium, health-food-oriented products. Um, I go back to our Art That Feeds posters. We've never accepted ramen noodle uh, for the poster. And so for us, it's an opportunity to educate, inform, and um, further the mission of providing the highest quality food, providing choice to our consumers um, and, and really it supports um, people in the environment all the way through if we can um, all do better at at eating higher quality foods, right And that's where partnerships like um, working with happy family and plum organics and and providing great food, um, from day one for kiddos is, is so important. And again, it's, we have the opportunity to do more as we grow. So we started with that messaging with our food drives, um, day one and have continued it as we address and, and, uh, really go after the brands and, and the bands and the, uh, fan base to say, um, Let's not only do this, but let's do it really well with intention.
0: Wow, that's a perfect segue into kind of the next area I was going to go into because it's obvious that music is a core component of the work that Conscious Alliance does. and, And that's also something that's really impressive to me because I was raised around the Minneapolis sound that was created here in Minneapolis with uh, Prince and Andre and the bands like that, the the Time and Morris Day, and uh and so First Avenue was a real active part of my childhood, and and even my teen and, and college years as well. So, um, and people didn't really know, and even even though I grew up, you know, in in the in his sphere, I didn't know how generous Prince was when it comes to kids and children. Uh, I believe he. He paid um, uh, when Lauren Hill went to prison for the I think the tax stuff, he took care of her kids the whole time she was in jail and uh and fed them and i mean th- those kinds of things but then he also was also super really active and and the anything that had to do with children and feeding he actually was really close to so uh the way that you guys have actually operationalized this and what i know now is just only really prince as the musician i knew who had that strong kind of tie is just really uh heartening for me So, um, but yeah, and then, so you also kind of, so you work, can you talk a little bit more about like what you've done with widespread panic and kind of how that's really linked into, to some of the programs that you're still doing now?
2: Absolutely. So we, we owe a lot to the string cheese incident and Madison house, um, for guiding us in, in, uh, the early years and still today, you know, when, Uh, The String Cheese Incident went to their management and said, we want this to happen at every show. We want to do food drives that uh, their management, Madison House said, let's not um, just make this thing that doesn't even exist yet. Right. Like Conscious Alliance was wasn't a thing. It was an idea. Um, Let's not just make it about the String Cheese Incident. Let's introduce um, these folks to others within the music industry. So from there, we met STS9, we met Widespread Panic, so many other bands, right? And I think that it's about creating an easy outlet for the bands and the fans to plug in and make a positive difference everywhere music plays. So um, we've been working with Widespread Panic on their food drives for many, many years. And their manager, Buck Williams, Um, has an incredible organization called Tunes for Tots. And him and JB, lead singer of the band, had been working to figure out how to support Pine Ridge Reservation for many, many years. And uh, one day they they called us and said, we really want to support Pine Ridge with new music equipment. And we know that Conscious Alliance is the partner to come alongside to make this happen. Now, that phone call was late 2019 or early 2020. And the idea was to um, put on a benefit concert here in Denver at the Mission Ballroom to fund the program and let's get music equipment to the schools. So uh, we started digging in with our partners on the ground and assembled a list from each school. And I know I'm going into the nitty gritty here, but again, we communicated with the elders, the folks that were running the music programs, the folks that were passionate about music and realized that we were able to support all four music programs on Pine Ridge, all four high schools um, and some music programs in the flute society. And so we went into 2020 with this big uh, collaborative conscious alliance vision of, of teaming up with Widespread Panic and Tunes for Tots, and then music got canceled, and we all got sent home. And I remember uh, Buck Williams calling me and saying, this can't happen now, but I promise you it's happening. And when music came back online, Widespread Panic's first show back, Benefiting Tunes for Tots and Conscious Alliance and Pine Ridge. And we were able to deliver on our collective promise to provide um, well over a million dollars worth of brand new instruments to um, kiddos on the reservation. Wow,
0: that's awesome. Which
2: just makes my heart so happy.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really cool.
2: And it it means a lot. You know, that call of, hey, this can't happen now, but we're 100% making it happen and we don't know how yet, but it's going to, is so powerful and a testament to uh, widespread panic and Buck Williams' goodwill and commitment to support communities.
0: Mm -hmm. Just kind of speaking of that, I really love to hear these stories of the ways that we connect Uh, musicians and creatives to real on the ground like happening and engagement and so you're doing that now getting on the ground and sometimes in the soil with a gardening program how how is that connected to the rest of your programs
2: absolutely so we had an opportunity um, in 2012 to team up with uh, the kitchen community Kimball Musk and and the kitchen restaurant group um, here in Colorado. And so one of the first learning gardens um, found its way uh, through our partnership with Pine Ridge School and um, our work on Pine Ridge. And it's been incredible to see. So we started with these raised bed gardens that um, are easily accessible for kiddos, um, f- it's wheelchair height, so folks can, um, anyone can dig in the dirt, right? It's It created an outlet and an opportunity, and it truly and literally created a seed of opportunity because um, not only is that learning garden still growing, But the school and the maintenance crew um, and their head of facilities have now uh, plowed the grounds and are growing more food on the campus. We have partnered with them so that kiddos who are interested in gardening can receive a raised bed garden at their home and garden during the summer, um, reintroducing gardening to their families. Um, to their parents to their grandparents and so it was an opportunity that uh, didn't happen overnight but what we saw was that adults listen to kids we know that like we pay att- if we pay attention to the younger generation um, I get really tired of hearing the leaders of tomorrow I really think that the youth are the leaders of today and, um, we can all learn from them. So now we've got kiddos gardening at home, teaching their families again, how to garden. And, um, from there, we received a grant to, um, put up a wallapini at our, um, youth empowerment and, and food sovereignty center on the reservation. And a, a wallapini is a half underground greenhouse. So in South Dakota, the growing season is, uh, very small. Um, it starts in June and, and ends pretty quickly in August. So we're actually able now, um, we're putting the final touches on the wallopini, but we're going to be able to grow um, food all year round there. So, you know, what started with one garden has now turned into many and um, truly a metaphor for what is possible.
0: Nice a wallapini i learned a new word today <laughs> i love that yeah
1: growing up in colorado conscious alliance has always been such a strong you know staple here in in the community especially you know if you're at any way, shape, a part of the music scene, especially the jam music scene in Colorado. So, you know, my first experience was actually—I I, I, believe—I was there at the very first String Cheese Fillmore show in in two thousand two. Like, I, I think I've seen your guys' entire growth from the very beginning, and you know, it's it's been really incredible to kind of watch from the sidelines and you know, be able to to donate some products here and there, and you know, watch you guys grow um it's been amazing and I think one of that the the first thing I saw that really started uh uh, allowing you guys to gain some traction was you you tapped into a really interesting thing that I don't think people do in in a lot of kind of fundraising situations so this is when you guys started the poster scene and it, it became like this kind of you know, social currency before there was social media way to kind of show your friends, like, you know, the music that you're into, but beyond that, that that you actually cared. So you're, you're, you're into really cool music, but you, you're beyond that. You're, you're a part of this community that is, you know, supporting others. And go for it. I
3: was just going to say to your point, I just remember, you know, throughout college, um, like Ari said, we were really big into the show scene, especially jam bands, string cheese, is and was my favorite uh jam band so um you know i love that but it was always like what conscious alliance poster did you get oh did you get this conscious alliance poster like those were the posters that everyone was collecting because like you said you always worked with phenomenal artists and always had really uh that you guys are working with so it was always like hey did you get this night's show poster from this conscious alliance and like literally most of my friends those are the big collectibles that they have is the conscious alliance posters so it's remarkable to see um you know what you guys have done with that
2: we're we're so lucky thank you first off and and we're so lucky that all the artwork is donated to us by world-class artists like michael everett and stanley mouse david hale rob marks and so many others they They have donated their talents to um, literally turn posters into food and into uh, nourishment for kiddos across the United States.
1: Yeah, it's so incredible, and and like Jordan said, you know, the the friends that we had that had the most posters, it it was like this badge of honor. Like you know, it went beyond just oh, I have a bunch of concert tickets. It it was really cool, Um, and I, I really felt that that was you know what was super unique about what you guys were doing was it was kind of, uh, was building the community, um, better than I have really seen any kind of nonprofit do. Um, so it was really cool.
2: That was my first experience with conscious Alliance at 18, you know, leaving high school. And like I said, flying out and going to the grocery store, uh, pre event just to pick up food to drop off at, this food drive, uh, which was obviously a life-changing moment for me. Um, but I like to hear that that experience is replicated throughout the community for so many of us. And it was really a early day gamification of supporting um, nonprofits, supporting community and and being a part of something.
1: Absolutely. No, I, I love the way that you said that. Um, And, you know, being a part of Colorado, and we've talked about how you guys have been able to be really nimble and kind of adapt to the needs of the community. And one thing, you know, unfortunately, that you guys have got a lot of experience in is kind of the disaster relief, Um, you know, being in Colorado, there's, you know, fires that we deal with. And there was a really big one recently, uh, just last December, uh, that affected, you know, nearly a thousand homes and displaced thousands of families. Um, you know what kind of was the uh, inspiration to kind of take action and, and say you know we're, we're beyond just providing food to you know reservations. Um, we're we're here to take care of the needs of our immediate community when when they need it.
2: That one hurt and it hit home. Um, we left our brand new uh, national distribution center on the 30th, I believe, with smoke billowing over, um, our distribution center. And I remember looking around and and saying, what do I need to grab? Like, I, we can't grab everything and we almost can't grab anything. So, um, I went towards Denver, um, about two o'clock in the morning, realized I, had an opportunity to get home and, and got back to Boulder. Um, just watching the, the map of the fire, um, our building was important, but not as important as our staff's homes. Um, we had two staff members who got evacuated that day and, uh, one of their kiddos said, bye-bye home. I hope the fire doesn't get you. And I think that that's the key, right? Like everything's replaceable, uh, but it's supporting the younger generation. And so, you know, after sleeping three hours, I I don't drive. So uh, I woke up to a phone call at 7 a.m. from... Um, From Danone, are you okay? Do you need anything? How can we support? 10 minutes later, my phone rang again and it was Hormel Foods uh, who acquired Justin's. Are you okay? Is your team okay? What can we do to support you? And I took an Uber, um, I got to our colleague's house, saw that it was still standing and sat in my office alone for a minute and said, we're exhausted from the year, we're exhausted from the pandemic and we have to do something. This is what we're built for and this is our community. And so we're here for it. Um, Staff started to show up, you know, And we just started talking and we're like, what can we do today? Um, So I called our friend who owns a absolutely amazing meal delivery service called the IA Organics out of Denver and said, do you have any product available? And they dropped off uh, 20 fresh salads. And we found the firefighters and we delivered fresh, healthy food to them. And when we walked into the command center with us, we literally got a cheers. Like it was an applaud and it wasn't for us. It was, it goes back to let's work to provide the best, right? So it's not just about food. It's about the best food and and salads and greens. And um, then our friends at World Central Kitchen uh, called and and they had already deployed to Colorado. We had worked with them a lot through the pandemic, wonderful group of folks, chef Jose Andreas and his team. And they deployed and, and started working out of our distribution center. Uh, together we worked with big red F restaurant group um, to launch restaurants revive. So it was uh, Big Red F, Conscious Alliance, World Central Kitchen, and we activated 70 restaurants to provide 10,000 plus meals in the first two weeks, Um, not only to firefighters, first responders, but also to folks that were displaced from the fires, the families. Um, And because of our relationship with the schools that we are working with to provide kiddos here on the Front Range with great food for the nights and weekends, we quickly were able to identify 300-plus families who were displaced, and we were all of a sudden doing meal delivery from restaurants to hotels to friends' houses to uh, schools multiple days a week. And um, it's terrible to have to do it. And I'm glad that Conscious Alliance and our team was here to be able to do it because I know that we can meet any community in our community with compassion, with care and empathy, uh, to help brighten folks day just slightly.
1: Wow. That's really powerful. Um, and, and you guys not only do that, you know, in your own backyard, but you guys have also done that, you know, in, in other disaster areas like uh, New Orleans. Um, what kind of, is, is it a similar kind of situation where, you know, these disasters happen and you have uh, uh, connections that you work with, contacts that may be manufacturers or suppliers that say, how can we help? And, and they really look to you guys as, you know, to really be the boots on the ground, to be the logistics partners, because they trust you to find the right people. and, 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 and you guys are the right people over the job. Is that true?
2: Yeah, it comes from our 20 years of, again, working with our hunger heroes. Right. And, um, oftentimes when disaster happens, um, we're moving pretty quickly. We have the ability through our logistics partners, um, you know, whether it's CH Robinson, Avenue Logistics, our team on the ground here, and um, other nonprofits around the country that we have wonderful alliances with. Um, you know so we move quickly and then brands also reach out. A brand may reach out and say, hey, we want to support. Um, what are you up to? And collectively, we can we can find the right avenues together. So um, sometimes it's us doing a call out to brands, and sometimes it's brands calling us to say, hey, we have this product located here. Here's our desired community to get that product to. Can you support? Um, and oftentimes the answer is, Yes, let's do it together.
1: Yeah, that's so great. I, I love watching your your community grow and expand because, like I said, I I've, I've literally witnessed it for you know the, the last two decades. Um, and you know the the community, like I was saying, was so strong here in in Colorado, and obviously grew because of the jam band scene and 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 the musicians that you worked with and 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 the people that were involved in their tours. Um, and there's obviously it's obvious that the jam band community would be really receptive to an organization like this. Um, It it just kind of, uh, for a lack of a better word, it's kind of a hippie vibe where, you know, it's like we are in it more for than just the entertainment. We want to be a part of something bigger. Um, And so could you talk a little bit about, you know, how, you know, and, and why the jam band scene has, you know, helped you guys grow and then, are you looking to, you know, as the the organization grows and expands, are are you looking to expand outside of that and and touch other communities um, that might not be interested in in that genre of music?
2: Yeah. The jam band scene has been really supportive to us. Um, I think in a big way, it's what makes us different, right? our, art that feeds mantra, right? Like, let's turn art into food. Um, it's been a really welcoming, uh, scene. And I think that's what it was built out of in, in the seventies and, and community. And, um, you know, we've definitely found a home, uh, within the jam band scene, the string cheese incident, STS nine, the dead, so many others, right. Um, and your question, too, are we looking to expand? I'll just say that um, no brand is too small. No band is too small. And no action from an individual is too small. Everyone's welcome. So we have grown um, naturally to work with other bands, musicians, artists, food makers, um, working with Philip Phillips, the art behind me here, um, winner of American Idol, right? The Lumineers, uh, you know, launched out of Colorado and have been incredibly supportive to Conscious Alliance during the, uh, 2013 floods and, and beyond. Um, so we're very much open to it and, Uh, you know, we've worked with Alanis Morissette, we've worked with Bone Thugs and Harmony, like, we're, we're open to it, right? So uh, let's bring the power of art, music and and feeding folks um, to more. Let's, let's do more together.
1: That's awesome. That kind of leads me into my, my next question is, what does the future of Conscious Alliance look like? Do you have any really, uh, you know, exciting projects you want to talk about that are in the works or, um, you know, just kind of things that are visions for the future.
2: Absolutely. So we are um, beyond honored to, like I said last year, open the doors to our national distribution center as a living example of the possibilities when we come together as an alliance um, to do good in the world, um, in our communities across the country. I'm very unwilling to put a ceiling on what's possible for conscious Alliance. Um, We're 20 years in, we have a long way to go uh, and we welcome anyone to join us along the way. Um, There there's power in doing it together. And I appreciate the opportunity to uh, allow our voice to be heard through your podcast, through your work. And um, who knows, maybe we'll find a new fan a new band, a new brand uh, to join the Alliance.
3: Yo we the Tobago's. we growing like fresh tomatoes. Them boys on fire to fuego. We pass it round hot potato. Everything is new. I'm with my sweetie like Quavo. Need my cheese, need that queso. Need my bread, need that bankroll. Wake up. Yes, Lord, I'm thankful. Another day on my schedule. Steady blocking the devil. I tell a hater, God bless you. Cherish moments that special. You gotta keep the momentum. If you love me, then I love